Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to True Health Tuesday, and the truth will set you free. Today's exciting spinal degeneration and arthritis. Uh, well, we've got to look at this. So, a lot of different names for it uh, spinal osteoarthritis, degenerative disc disease. It's also called degenerative joint disease, spondylolisthesis, bone spurs, spinal stenosis, foraminal stenosis. Now, degenerative spinal conditions involve the gradual loss or change of the normal structure and the function of the spine over time. So you got to look at normal because there's a lot of things that are not true, (laughs) particularly when it comes to arthritis. Looking from the front, it should be, your body should be straight up and down. From the side, your structure should be curved. Now, this central nervous system um, is encased in this spinal column. Now, your body is controlled and coordinated in every function by the nervous system. That's why it's encased in bone in the skull and in bone going down the spine. So if there's a deviation from that normal, if that spine is not to alignment, that's when it negatively is affected or the spine actually has to adapt. I know. Now think of this. Okay, so normal human being, the ear should be over the shoulder when sitting up straight. For every one inch that heads forward, the pressure on the disc double. So you can imagine if you're putting your head forward, you're actually straightening that cervical curve. And if you're doing this for hour after hour, looking at a cell phone or things, that's literally going to be pulling on that spinal cord. Now, for every one-inch forward head carriage, the pressure on the discs in the cervical spine double. So if you're doubling the pressure of those discs, they don't get the right nutrients. Now, the body's smart, so it's going to spasm out the muscles in the back to pull that head back into alignment. What happens if you relax those? Bam, it falls further forward. Now, there's a lot of structures inside of that spinal canal. Now, this is a view of slicing that that spinal column right down the middle. And we'll see the vertebrae. We also see in between those vertebrae the intervertebral discs. Now, discs are incredibly strong. You're talking 80 interconnecting rings of ligament. Okay, And, and that means that they're under, it's so strong and so tough and under such great force loading that blood vessels would be compromised. So the discs get their nutrients through movement or through imbibition. Now you also have the spinal cord, the dura matter, which is the outside covering of the spinal cord. It's called a meningi. You also have the arachnoid layer and the pea layer, which is actually touching the spinal cord. And you've got all the structures in the back. So there's a lot of things going on in there. Now, if you understand that in order to have healthy discs, you have to have a healthy force loading and healthy movement. Movement is the key. Remember, these discs are under a tremendous force load. They're holding up your entire structure. And if you're talking about a standard 200-pound man, if you cut the torso off, the amount of pressure on that lumbar spine over the size of maybe a silver dollar size, okay, just a very, very small area, um, there's going to be maybe 100, 150 pounds worth of force loading on that. So blood vessels would be crushed. So discs do get their nutrients through the position of motion. Now, for a disc to herniate, this doesn't happen right away. Symptoms may seem like they happen right away, 
but you cannot herniate a disc immediately unless there's a tremendous force loading. Now, so what happens is you've got an altered motion. That altered motion gets altered nutrients to the disc. Altered disc nutrients cause it to get compressed and become unstable. And so if there's a big force loading, something that a normal disc could stand, all of a sudden that the center, which is called the nucleus propulsus, gets broken through, but it's got to break through 80 different interconnecting rings of ligamentous tissue. Now, there's a lot of different different um, definitions for this. Okay, you've got normal, you've got altered motion, the disc becomes compressed. If it becomes compressed, it becomes unstable, so you may see disc bulges, disc herniations, means that that bulge is going a little bit further eventually that disc doesn't have the right nutrients. So the bone gets compressed, and then even the bone starts to change in shape as an adaptation. And then you have osteophyte formation, which other people call bone spurs. But it really is, this is the stages of disc degeneration. So you've got normal, bam, altered motion, which gives altered nutrients, Weakening the nutrients and altering the motion causes the discs to bulge and then herniate. And then eventually they get thin, the bone changes shape. So it's a progression of altered force loading. I want you to keep that. So age isn't a factor. I mean, if if, when when you look and, and I look at an x-ray, of of a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 year old patient, you're going to see a couple of perfect joints and some joints that are damaged. Well, all the joints are the same age, but it has to do with the force loading and movement. So you can literally decide right now to get proper movement that gets proper nutrients, and you can actually reverse that arthritic, um, the arthritic changes. Now, this is brilliant. Kirkaldi and Willis, this was our Bible when we were teaching biomechanics. They took joints out of older cadavers and joints out of younger cadavers. And what they did, they put them under compression, torsion, everything. And they found out that the those type of force loading, that older joints responded the same as younger ones. And and it's interesting. Furthermore, the degenerated joints appear to be stiffer than normal, but fail before the healthier ones. So even though it's called degenerative disc disease, degenerative joint disease, and it's in a category called arthritis, arth means joint, itis means inflammation. It is not an inflammatory condition. It is not a disease. It's not degenerative. It's really the body adapting to trauma. That's the key. See, when the medical world made a mistake and put osteoarthritis in a joint inflammatory category, when it's not, it's never been corrected. So they still call it DJD or degenerative joint disease, DDD, degenerative disc disease, when really it's from a trauma and then the body adapts. So look at this. So you've got normal, the head would be balanced. Grade one means that the head has gone considerably forward, um, and that for every one inch of forward head carriage, the pressure on the disc double. Now, within three to five years, you start to see changes of the disc. 
So when we're looking at grade two here, we're seeing massive loss of disk space. Even the bone is starting to change shape. So that means that this person has had 10 to 15 years of damage or a forward head carriage not being addressed. Now, when you're looking at significant bone changes, where the bone is literally changing, because when that disc gets compressed, it becomes unstable. So the body increases its surface area of the two vertebral segments in order to stabilize it. So that means, and here's a, a, got a wow moment, that means that bone spurs are not bone spurs. They're literally the body changing the shape of that bone to, to adapt to stabilize an unstable segment. This is an intelligent response. Now, this system can go in reverse. You've got to change the force loading. You've got to change the nutri nutrients, which means you've got to change the motion, position, and communication back up to the brain. So you get correct symmetrical movement. Then that disc can fill up with fluid, and then the bone spurs go away. It's called Wolf's Law. Bones lay down where it's needed, resorb where it's not. Looking at this, the generative or stabilization, we can see what somewhat normal joints on the right look like. And we can see on the left that the very top bone has got a pretty decent disc, but all the rest of them don't. So it is not degeneration. Okay, this is literally altered motion. That disc gets compressed because it can't get the right nutrients. The bone changes shape to stabilize it. And that means that that process, since it is from a trauma, you can change the force loading, change the move, movement, change the nutrients, and then the body has the chance to regenerate. Now, when you understand, too, that that spinal cord does not have any stretch fibers, that when the top of the neck is balanced over the bottom of the neck, the, there's motion, everything works right. Now, when that head goes forward, Pressure on that spinal cord increases. And the base of the brain, okay, in fact, the brain doesn't stop at the skull. There's an oblong section of the brain that extends the top portion of the neck, and that's called the medulla oblongata. So with there's consistent loss of curve in the neck or massive forward head carriage, this can pull on that brain stem, altering brain function. I know, wild, huh? And this is why when we have somebody, okay, who has, you know, forward head carriage loss of a curve in the neck, we put them under a force loading, tell them to bend your head back so we can see how those joints move. And if they do move, then fantastic. Then that means that we can get structural and neurologic changes and we can start to see that those discs can regenerate. It's You've got to take a static x-ray, which means you're not moving, and an extension x-ray to make sure those joints are moving, then a good chiropractor can predict, yeah, we can correct it. Now, here we're looking at um, before and after. To see a reverse curve in the neck like this um, patient on 7-Eleven, um, you can see that, that, well, to have a reverse curve, you've had to have damaged what's called a posterior longitudinal ligament. And this had to be a whiplash trauma. And I can tell you, you know, dozens of patients that have seen a reverse curve on the neck. And I say, look, you know, I mean, you had a whiplash trauma based on the amount of damage. It could have been five years, 10 years, 20, 30 years earlier. And, and they'll, I had this one gal very upset. 
Oh no, I never had a trauma. I never had a trauma. I did fall off a motorcycle and break a rib, but my neck was fine. <laughs> you know, okay, dear. Okay. So what you do, you get that under a different force loading. You get the adjustments, which are specific, which create inflammation at the level of the disc. You change how the body views that area. And that means proprioceptive or ligamentous-based exercises. You have to change the sleep pattern. You change the nutrients. And then you can get good structural and neurologic changes. Here's another one. Before and after. And we're seeing, again, a reversal of the curve. Now, you can also see that there may be some significant um, dental toxicity issues. Now here, check this out. Okay. Bent off to the side before straight or second. Now, when you see a structural change like this and you've got the rib cage, which is, I mean, 12 ribs on either side, the most protected area of the spine. And you see that body corrected. That's amazing because it takes a huge force loading to dent this rib cage area because it's designed to protect the heart and lungs. And to correct it, it's really hard. So this is hugely important. Again, before and after. Now, again, this, when you're looking at this, I want you to appreciate that that spinal column houses the nervous system. And the nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. If you see that structural abnormality or adaptation to trauma, what do you think's happening to that nervous system's ability to control and coordinate? Is it in a natural, relaxed, regenerative state or in a stressed state? This is why before, after, you've got to take those pre and post x-rays to document that you're fixing the problem. This one, horrible reverse curve. And we can see with the degeneration there, this had been a reverse curve for more than 30 years. Now, what's amazing is it's hard to see the disc on the left. In fact, I told the gal that it was grade four. Although grade four means total fusion. Now we can actually start to see the disc appear on the right. And that's amazing because that means that that disc, if there is motion, you can get the nutrients to that disc. If you can change the force loading, then that disc can regenerate It's because it's living tissue. I love this quote by B.J. Palmer. We chiropractors work with the subtle substance of the soul. We release the imprisoned impulse, that tiny rivulet of force that emanates from the mind and flows over the nerve cells and stirs them into life. B.J. Palmer, brilliant. So when we talk about um, what spinal degeneration is, is it degeneration or really an adaptation? It's an adaptation from a trauma even though it's called osteoarthritis or degenerative joint disease, degenerative disc disease, it is not an inflammatory joint condition. So it's not arthritis. Okay. It's not a disease. It's the end result of a trauma. You change the force loading, you change the body's ability to regenerate. So when we talk about the five keys to health, how do you get those corrections? You cannot get spinal corrections. You cannot get disc regeneration. You cannot get that arthritic reversal unless you address all five keys. The adjustments are fantastic, creating a local inflammatory response, allowing the body to regenerate is amazing, but you have to address all five keys. Number one, nerve supply. 
That's what the adjustment does, but you have to look at that automatic nervous system, autonomic. Sympathetic means fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. Make sure that's clear of interference so your body can regenerate the tissue. Regular exercise. We give a lot of ligamentous-based exercises, but symmetrical movement will help that brain adapt again. You have to have proper nutrition. You cannot do the adjustments, get the correction without the right raw materials. So your diet is going to be the same way as your great-grandparents. Then, sufficient rest. You cannot heal unless you get that deep sleep. That deep sleep is when your body regenerates, and we have classes on that. And then prayer and meditation. Just look at this. This is a powerful force. If you get a chance to pray every morning, uh, to ask for guidance, to meditate every morning, to plan your day. Yeah, I mean, it, every study out there that incorporates prayer with healing, healing occurs faster. So let's use this tool. God gave it to you. Nerve supply, exercise, nutrition, sufficient rest and prayer and meditation. You, you master all five of those. Or even if you take a small step towards those five keys to health, and you're getting corrective chiropractic, okay, where they're actually adjusting you to restore the normal position and motion by a good chiropractor, bam, you got it nailed. Now, post your questions below this. Um, try and post them as quickly as possible and share this video. Um, we are being shadow banned, so and please subscribe. That would be very, very helpful. Um, but we'll try and get to all of your questions. So God bless you. Thank you for watching. Um, stay healthy, my friends. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.